the blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Sart, Sart Right, Fart Right, Cart Bach. All right. <laughs> Starting that over. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Cartwright. No. Well, we're also giving you every episode of Seinfeld on top of every episode. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely giving you every episode of Cartwright because we're the hosts. We're also giving you every episode of Seinfeld back to back to back. Because we love Seinfeld, and we also love Cartwright, and we love whatever. We love everything. We love you for listening. I'm Adam, and I'm having problems. <laughs> I'm Corey. I'm, I'm, I'm having problems with you, buddy. You're making me laugh. Woo. All right. And today we are talking The Handicap Spot, season four, episode 21. It first aired on May 13th, 1993. Corey, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course. The Handicap Spot. On their way to buy a big screen TV for the Drake. Love the Drake. I hate the Drake. Uh, George parks his father's car in a handicap spot. An angry mob trashes the car and George must face the wrath of his father. We meet Frank Costanza for the first time. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do, baby. (laughs) All right. And we start off per usual with some stand up. This one basically kind of on marriage and relationships like that. Of course. All right. So Jerry says, uh, I have a friend who's about to get married. They're having the bachelor party in the bridal shower on the same day. So it's conceivable that while she's getting the lingerie, (laughs) he'd be at a nude bar watching a table dancer wearing the same outfit. That is possible. But to me, the difference between being single and being married is the form of government. You see, when you're single, you are the dictator of your own life. I have complete power. I can give the order to fall asleep on the sofa with the TV on in the middle of the day, and no one can overrule me. When you're married, you're part of a vast decision-making body. (laughs) Before anything gets done, uh, there are meetings, committees have to study the situation, and this is if the marriage works. That's what's so painful about divorce. You get impeached and you're not even the president. But I'm, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I thought it went on maybe a little long, but I actually, you know, I'm married. And yeah. so I thought it was pretty relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, me too. When, when I was single, I got to make every decision, good or bad. And now yeah. everything is a committee. One of the first things that this committee decided, which was a, a one person committee, was that my Arnold posters had to, had to go off the wall, all my movie posters. That was a shame, though, because it turned into a dictatorship that one time, but I was not the dictatorship of those <laughs> going off my wall. Thanks, honey. I still love you. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost my um, – I mean, it's still in the closet, like I'll forever have it, but I, I lost the, the right to put up my uh, Pam Greer coffee poster. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was very uh, voluptuous, yes. was it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Kramer smile. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's probably worth it. <laughs> You're right. I, you know, I was going to say, and you know what? I, I, I'm not going to complain whatsoever about it. Yeah. But kind of a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. At the apartment, Jer- George and Elaine, uh, they're talking about fast-walking, attractive women. I thought that's kind of a, just a weird, silly conversation. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with it, but it's just kind of funny. Yeah, I 
I honestly didn't quite like that little dialogue because mm. I thought it didn't go anywhere. And I no, thought it was it only there for Elaine to say we all the time. Like like George was saying, why do attractive yeah. women do this? And she kept saying we. So I'm like, you know, I feel like that was the point of that little dialogue, but it didn't really do mm. anything from there. It didn't go anywhere from there. Do you think it's possible Elaine is not as attractive as she th- <laughs> thinks she is? <laughs> Anything's possible. Hey, oh, call back to last episode. Uh, all right. So they talk about the Drake's upcoming engagement party and they need to get him a present and a whole, you know, classic line lines that's going to repeat is it's not, not, a, this is not a super big Seinfeld said line, but it's enough. I mean, hell, you already said it uh, about, you know, I love the Drake. I love, I love the Drake. The Drake. Uh, George, George, I don't, I don't care for the Drake. <laughs> he doesn't like Drake. Um, Kramer comes in to cheers, uh, talking about this, there's some triangle talk, uh, which because inc- Jerry was scribbling a triangle. Yeah, that was a f- actually I found that to be kind of a funny little thing. He was it like, was. "Look, Elaine, I did a triangle by freehand, but it's perfect." And Elaine didn't care, but instantly Kramer's like, "Oh, nice triangle!" And I love how uh, Jerry was so happy. He's like, "It's isosceles." isosceles. And Kramer liked that name enough. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna name my kid isosceles. Isosceles Kramer," which. I like that. That is a, a baby name. There's so many, or there's so many. There's plenty of baby names that people talk about from the show, particularly Seven um, and Soda, because uh, those are from like that episode. But no one, no one seems to remember Isosceles. And honestly, it's not bad. It kind of like it kind of flows. <laughs> well, I, I I know it's a no. silly name, but it flows with the t- word Kramer, like as a phrase, it flows. Sure, buddy. How high are you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and drunk? No way. No way. Ba-dum-tsh. All right. Uh, so they all go to a mall to try and find something for the Drake for his uh, engagement present. Kramer wants them to take this handicap spot because there's no other spots, but they, you know they have to walk a whole way. You know, oh heaven forbid, George walk some extra steps. Yeah. Um, so he ends up, you know doing it and he does park there uh, but but at first elaine you know and jerry were like no no don't or specifically elaine's like don't park there we know what if somebody's gonna need it yeah and uh, and it yeah. is i mean it's a huge dick move like i'm just gonna put that out yeah. there and, oh, yeah. but of course they get what they deserve so so like even the show yes. knows that it's a dick move um but i will say this kramer makes a, a reference to the parking garage episode yes where, yeah that was, was like, my yeah. that was exactly my next comment he says uh um you know hey uh Let's let's make sure we remember where it's parked, and then everyone's like, "Yes, we'll remember." I mean, what is the, the handicap stuff? But that was that was that was a good callback. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, because and they didn't have to do any kind of like previously on, you know, like it's yeah. like no, if if you get it, you get it. We we've talked about it before. We like the references that reward uh, consistent viewership. Yep. So they decide to get a big screen TV for the Drake. Got to love the Drake. <laughs> a little line that you know they're just you know I guess happy because they got a great deal on this TV. And that's a nice so, fucking TV too, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, um, it's 1992. Time, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. They uh, get to the car, and there's this ambulance that's over there, and a bunch of people surrounding it. And Jerry asks this random person, uh, "You know what's going on? And did you recognize that random person?" I did. It's Kathy Kenny from the Drew Carey Show. Yes, that's Mimi from the Drew Carey Show. Which I feel like the Drew Carey Show kind of gets glossed over and forgotten about but that was a 
good ass show. I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah, dude. That's honestly, it's weird when you think about these some of these sitcoms that just sort of fade away. But it was mm-hmm. a big deal at the time. And I was talking yeah. to somebody about uh, like like Perfect Strangers um, back in the eighties. Man, that thing was new episodes twice a week. They had two Ooh, nights crap. a week that they had two uh, new episodes. Um, it was like Tuesday and Thursday or something like that. And like, but now no one talks about that show. It, it's so weird how some shows just are more of a product of the time and then they just fade away. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, but this apparently this wheelchair wo- woman got hurt because she had to park farther down and her electro- electric wheelchair, um, like, you know, had some kind of issue. And, and so she, you know, had to go to the hospital and people are standing around their car waiting to beat them up because they're just they're pissed. Of course. Yeah. Um, and George is all worried because it's his father's car, you know, and he doesn't want anything to happen to it. So they end up, they go over to like this coffee shop or something just to try to figure out what to do. So they kind of spend some time. They go back to the car and it is completely fucked up. And apparently like Larry David and the entire crew did that to the car to, to mess oh, it up. For, yeah. I think they must've just, the production just bought it yeah, and then had they, some fun. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. Larry David and everybody just beat the crap out of that car essentially. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So it's all smashed in. I love Jerry's line. You know, a lot of these scratches will buff right out. Like it's just, it's just a good Jerry line. And he specifically, Jerry Seinfeld, the actor on the behind the scenes, specifically talked about that uh, that scene and that line because he says it's the closest thing for him to sort of baseball because they kind of had this this like one chance to sort of get that that take. I don't know why it was kind of limited, but um, that line he I think he kind of came up with it on the fly. But like he said, it would to him that that entire scene with him delivering that line was the closest he could feel to baseball because he had to make he had to make that land right there now i kind of don't know why that's any different than any other sort of uh part mm-hmm. of the show but he jerry seinfeld the actor specifically called out that line and and hmm. how you know how proud he was of how it delivered and it it yeah. landed it 100 landed it's still yep. hilarious as hell yeah absolutely uh, all right we cut to george's parents place and we meet george's father who on Hulu, they did the recut version and we got uh, Jerry Stiller. But I know it was not originally Jerry Stiller. It was originally John Randolph. Yeah, and he, he who a lot of people know as, as uh, Clark Griswold's dad, mm-hmm. um, I think in, in Christmas Vacation, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that on IMDb, he's listed, but but Jerry Stiller is not. And yeah, Hulu has the syndicated version. Um, yeah, which they, they reshot those scenes um, to include... Uh, Jerry Stiller, but I find it, I find it interesting and slash weird that they would do that, but they didn't do that for Jerry's parents, uh, for Jerry's dad. Yeah. So Larry David also addressed that in the okay. behind the scenes. He said that by the time they went back to reshoot this, Jerry's parents, the actors were too old to be believably inserted because it was like, I, it wasn't yeah. like just that next season that they did it. Like yeah, it they, they did it like a later. couple years later. So by that point he was saying that it was almost like five years later and it just would have looked too weird. He said that they would have been that much older and then they would have gotten young and then gradually yeah. gotten old again. So, but he did okay. address it and he did address the fact that, you know, like 
also too when you think about it because the he see they're talking about how the 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 energy is very different with the original yeah. actor and how they were actually going to play up Estelle as being more of the uh forceful one in the relationship and the dad was gonna, was going to be a little bit more passive but uh Jerry Stiller brought a different energy to the character and thus and thus changed you know Frank Costanza essentially just changed you know changed him into this new version that we we love yeah I mean, speaking of just the energy he brings, like he's smacking George in the head. Like, he's like just the first three awesome. seconds you see him, he smacks George <laughs> in the head. Now, I will say that uh, uh, Jason Alexander says that he was like, dude, he's like, it took so many takes for him to actually hit me because he's like, Jerry Siller was like the sweetest guy and he would just like mm-hmm. kind of tap him. And he said, Jason Alexander's like, no, you just got to, you got to hit me. It's, you got to make my head hit the, and it is great. Like when he actually lands mm-hmm. that hit, his head like hits the damned yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, door, you know? Yeah. 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 He just uh, I, I, I'm happier that it is Jerry Stiller. But I do, you know, part of me is just like, oh, wow. You know, I kind of wanted to rewatch the, the John Randolph version just to kind of see that. But I mean, seeing Jerry Stiller on uh, on the TV screen always makes me happy. Yeah. And that's one of the, one of those things that I would rather just see in deleted scenes, because to me, like this is canon, you know, uh, Jerry mm-hmm. Stiller. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'd true, rather true. just see the the other ones in true. In, but in which and to say you, you guys can. It's all on YouTube. You can see the uh, the old version. You can find it easily yep. on YouTube. Yeah. So and we you know, we haven't mentioned, but Jerry Stiller passed away earlier this year, um, you know. God, he was awesome. He he really he really 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 was. Yeah. Uh, all right. We also see Estelle is playing mahjong with these other ladies. Um, it's funny. I noticed she said a line. She said, "Oh, that Kramer. He's always getting you into trouble." Like like as if she doesn't like Kramer. She said there was some kind of line that she and, and I'm like I just thought that was kind of strange because I know how much the Costandas love Kramer. Like they're they're just. They're friends with him later on. Yeah, no, you, you're right about that. I Yeah, especially Kramer and Frank, which I actually always mm-hmm. really liked their relationship. But, and, you know, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe she was thinking ahead to when Kramer stops short, and that's what she was kind of vibing on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, he used he used uh, Frank's move. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Stop short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at the apartment, um, Jerry's uh, chatting with the Drake on the phone, and George comes up. Uh, Kramer barges in. You know, Kramer wanted to you know went to to go see this handicapped woman, and he fell in love with her. And it's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Uh, he wants to buy her a new wheelchair because he's now feeling bad. Uh, but he and he wants. George's help because you know they're the ones who yeah parked in the handicap space of course and and, so. and rightfully so Elaine should not have to pitch yes. in for that absolutely uh, so they they go over and they go to this wheelchair place um, to look for different wheelchairs I like I do like this scene because like the the wheelchair salesman guy is you know trying to do this whole like it's a very car salesman mm-hmm, pitch mm-hmm. which is just kind of funny how he's trying to get them to but they're obviously you know trying to look for something cheaper. And he's um, and the salesman's played by Richard Portnow, who he was kind of big in the Sopranos. That's where I know him from. And I, I've never seen the Sopranos. I know I need to. Well, that's I mean, the, if it makes you feel any better, I've only seen the first season of The Wire and I know and I'm from I love Maryland. The Wire. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I know I need to watch that too. Yeah, absolutely you do. 
Well, it's funny how their their first uh, he, what he he sells them on their or tries to sell them on uh, the the first wheelchair, but it's so expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, sixty two hundred, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That when is... he says he goes, he's like, I put uh, Stephen Hawking's in one of these two days, yeah. uh, two weeks ago, and he loves it. I was yeah. like, I love how like that's the only person in a wheelchair that we could all as like as a society could collectively get Which that is joke. A totally different wheelchair that he uses, not like a <laughs> right. regular looking one. Yeah. Or, you know, like. You know, that one has, like, this one knob to move. Like, uh, Hawking needs one, like, with a whole, like, back and neck brace and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, at the Drakes, they see the TV. Uh, Jerry and Elaine, or I think it's Jerry and Elaine who are with them. Um, but they find out that the Drake and his fiance have broken up. Did you and Did you recognize the Drake as the actor? I did not recognize the Drake. Uh, Rick Overton, he was one of the brownies in Willow. Oh, I mean, I haven't seen Will in a long time. He was also in Groundhog's Day, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He's, he's been all over Who the place. Who was he in Groundhog's Day? Groundhog's Day, I don't remember. I've seen that a lot more recently. Do you remember his character at all? In Groundhog's Day, he's he was Ralph. Well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was, wow. You just say that one line, Ralph. Okay. Woo! We're really selling uh, Rick Overton really well tonight. <laughs> I hate the Drake. I hate. I hate the drake uh but like we see him the drake is just crying you know he's all upset um ugly you know, crying. That, that he's bro yeah ugly crying <laughs> very much so um so they head out george and kramer um you know they they end up buying like this much older model for like what was it like 240 bucks yeah something yeah, like that yeah. <laughs> so uh drake apparently gave the t gives the tv to his ex now ex fiance uh because he felt bad or some bullshit which is the, if you're now the Drake is they and the fiance are complete assholes for this. If they are engaged and then this is like, is this probably like the next day that they broke up the engagement? Now, if, if they waited for like, this is like months later and then, you know, getting closer and then they broke it off whatever it's, it's the, you know, time is enough past, but this is like, if it's the next day or within that same week, those gifts should be, returned oh absolutely dude absolutely and boy oh boy am i happy that i'm not like (laughs) in my late 20s early 30s anymore because it was such an expensive time for weddings like like in that time frame everyone's getting married and now that i'm like 42 well everyone i know is pretty much already married so like and also because i was talking to uh, our pal tess the other day and she was like yeah you know actually this was before covid and they had like three wet destination weddings this year and i was like i was Mm -hmm. like yep i remember that time it's yeah it's an expensive time man and and if you get invited you technically have to give them a a, you know a present or something even if you can't go you know there's all kinds of rules and regulations and and (laughs) (laughs) in social norms you know yes that are not good for artists who have no money like like george (laughs) or no george isn't the artist but i you know artists are like george where they have no money Mm -hmm. uh all right so elaine and jerry are obviously pissed that i know he gave the tv to her and so they were getting you know i hate the drake i hate the drake hate the drake but i did you notice there was just a little side note that Jerry is talking to George when Elaine's on the phone, and Jerry says, "I'm thinking about getting a yo-yo." And the f- yeah, yes, I was about to get there. Okay, okay, <laughs> but 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 it's fine, totally fine. 
Okay, go for it. But but so so in the shooting order, this episode yeah. technically came before the Junior Mint. So that yeah. the yo-yo stuff that we actually even glossed over on the Junior Mint episode, yep. th- that was this was supposed to be connective tissue of the two episodes. I had the exact same note that I was like, hey, is this episode supposed to come after the Junior Mint? Because this was going to set up He Wants a Yo-Yo, and then he just happens to be playing with a yo-yo in the Junior Mint at the doctor's office. So, uh, yep, you, you called it out. Thank you for, for bringing it up. Because, yeah, I absolutely noticed the same thing. Nice, nice. So, uh, but, yeah, they have Elaine call to try and get the TV back. Um, she, and she's like, why do I have to do it? Because they're like, because it's your thing. It's what you it's do. Your, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the lady... The fiance gave it to charity, so they can't get it back. Uh, Kramer comes in, and you know he uh, tells them that he gave her the wheelchair. Um, we then cut to Frank and Estelle's, and Frank is getting this service award. You know he's all yeah because he works for a like a like a wheelchair kind of company, uh, wheelchair company whatever that he, <laughs> he works. <laughs> That's not stupid. He works for a company that helps people who need wheelchairs right. and, and other other charitable kind of things um, when these cops come in and arrest him, you know, for, uh, you know, parking in a handicap, which there's no way cops would come in and do that. You get a fine for hand- parking in a handicap spot. You do not get, you know, uh, uh, you know, cops coming in to drag you away with like a detective and like yeah. three beat cops with them. Yep. You know, it's, it's a funny scene. I like how it is, but it's one of those like, okay, that is just straight up sitcom logic right here. Yes. Yep. Uh, so with all of the money of like the, the different costs that, have, that have accumulated thanks to, uh, to George's idiocy, um, he George has agreed to be his dad's butler for all the money he owes him, which is a funny call that we didn't mention before. He tells these uh, mahjong ladies, you know, what he's doing right now. Oh, he's a writer, and he tells them the plot, which is the whole uh, thing that we'll get. Yeah, because even, even one of the ladies, even one of the mahjong ladies, is like, it's it. She even calls it. She's like, it's this scenario. We're yeah. living it right now, essentially. Yeah. And then George which, is like, oh no. Which I'm curious. Uh, maybe they wanted to put this before the pilot because it helps kind of set up the pilot. Yeah. By doing this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think so. And I think, and I think ultimately they made the right choice, even with the Mm yo-yo thing, because it was such a small thing that doesn't really matter. I I think they made the right choice putting this before the pilot. Yeah, for sure. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. 
talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now, back to the show. Uh, All right, so Kramer comes in. Yeah, he... uh, And... Apparently, we find out that the wheelchair woman dumped him, called him a hipster doofus. That's a great line. It is, and it's it's the first time we're hearing it, and Elaine is going to call Kramer that later. And yeah. I always, in my head, thought it was the Elaine line is always the one I'm sort of thinking of. I didn't realize that we actually got the hipster doofus thing here, yep. but, but I love that. I loved hearing Kramer being referred to as a hipster doofus. Yep. Uh, when we, uh, then we then see... The woman in the wheelchair rolling down a hill, and because it's this old ass wheelchair, apparently uh, the brakes aren't working, and so she is screaming as she's going down without uh, being able to do anything. And it's funny, but it's also like when you think about it, maybe it's not. But at the same time, if you just take Kramer's like story just as, as completely true beforehand, she yeah. sounded like a real asshole, right? Yeah, like, she did. And, but of course, granted, we all know that there's two sides to every single story. But from this point of view, she's getting what she deserved because she was real mean to Kramer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm laughing. I'm laughing yeah. as this handicapped person is rolling down the hill and can't stop. Me too. Uh, and so that, that uh, woman, uh, the character of Lola, is played by Donna Evans, uh, who is not an actress that, you know, someone that you would probably recognize because she's more of like a – she's still in front of the camera, but she's a stunt woman is who that is. And so I looked up some of her credits. She has done Iron Man, Charlie's Angels, The Avengers, Replacement Killers, Showgirl, Species, Casino, Speed, Jurassic Park, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Killer Instinct, Total Recall, Die Hard 2, Roadhouse, a whole bunch more even. Wow. So she's a pretty damn good stunt woman, I would assume. Yeah, very prolific. Good good for her. That is um, yeah. that is a job that, that I, I do not envy people, but, you know, we, as movie fans and TV fans, you know, it's a job that we need because we don't want to yeah. see CGI crap. You know, we want to see mm-hmm. real people putting themselves in harm's way. Uh, at back at uh, Frank and Estelle's place, he's complaining that George sucks as a butler, which of course he sucks as a butler. <laughs> he's George. Um, but, uh, you know, he gets this call about this woman who needs a new wheelchair. Uh, and, you know, he's going to, he wants somebody to deliver a big t- screen TV. And George is like, wait a minute. Okay, wheelchair lady and a big screen TV. So, uh, you know, he tells, so Frank tells George to go do it. And he and Kramer go get it, and then they go try to return it, and then they can't find a spot, and Kramer says, why don't you just park in front of this hydrant? Ha, ha, ha. That ends the episode. It's, you know cyclical kind yeah. of funny thing and and let me ask you this you know because so they're they're gonna trade the tv in get their money back as jerry says mm-hmm. okay we're gonna get our money back but he george's dad would find out that that he didn't complete this whole thing you know what i mean like probably or i mean he would try and lie i would think i imagine george would just lie and say yep i dropped it off I know, but then the lady's going to call the like the whole company. Like, I feel like there's good. I, I feel like it was wrapped up a little bit too neat uh, in that regard. Okay, yeah, fair enough. 
Um, and then we end with a stand-up um, on uh, handicap spots. Yep, yep, yep. We sure do. The handicap parking spot is the mirage of the parking desert. You see it there in the distance. It's almost too good to be true. You can't believe your eyes. It's a, it's a big wide spot right by the entrance. Somehow everybody missed it. What is the handicap parking situation at the Special Olympics, though? They must, <laughs> they must have to stack 100 cars onto those two spots. How else are they going to do it? That was terrible. I, I thought it was kind of dark, but I actually liked it. <laughs> I wrote dark humor, but good. I, 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 I appreciated this stand-up. I enjoyed dark humor. I just didn't think the, the, the joke was that funny. But it again, like I said last episode, it's very interesting to see what I find funny versus what you find funny in this room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I kicked it off last time, buddy. What, what do you think about this episode? Yeah, this episode I thought was pretty decent. You know, I was really happy to see my first glimpse into Frank Costanza, um, even though I know it's technically not really the first episode of Frank Costanza, but it is. You know, it's syndication, and that's how that's probably how I'll remember Seinfeld more than not is the syndicated stuff. Yep. Um, so, you know, I liked it plenty. I thought this was a, a – I do wish the episode would have been even better with Frank. I mean, obviously, this was, this was, this was after – they knew how Frank was going to be, but still, I think even like, you know, there wasn't there wasn't enough for Frank or, you know, I, I would have liked to see even more of him or something going on. Um, but uh, the episode itself, I thought was fine, was pretty fine, a little bit, you know, a little on the extra good, decent side, um, but I didn't find it amazing. They were, I thought it was OK. And when I had it and when I'm trying to, like, compare it and I do my rankings I kind of have to rank it with some other episodes, and I didn't think it was quite as good as even the episode before this and some of the other reasons we had, though I was still enjoying itself. So overall, solid episode. I gave it three out of five defective wheelchairs. Oh, nice. Okay. It's interesting, too, like with sort of the, the comedy being subjective, You when you rate these, you say you base them on like sort of how they compare to other ones. Yeah. I always try to look at each one as an individual, you know, and, and I try not to compare them. I don't think there's a, a right way or a wrong way to do it, um, but that's just kind of how, how, I, how I lean, and I find it interesting that we both have sort of two different ways of, of doing it. Um, but the end result for this episode for me is, is I think we still land on the same place. I... I liked it. I liked, you know, every mm-hmm. minute of it. But at the same time, unlike the last episode where I wasn't really expecting as much, I was kind of expecting a little bit more in this one. And because I was like, oh, yeah, the Drake. Oh, yeah, this is, you know, uh, Frank Costanza's in it. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it was fun. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was decent, you know. And I like, I feel like I thought like me uh uh the lady from drew carey show mimi i thought she had more to do in this episode like i kind of remembered that being the case and 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 maybe it's just a a case of like uh, you know nostalgia versus what what i'm actually seeing Mm -hmm. on the screen or whatnot but yeah i i was like this is fun it's great but it's not the it's not the best it's not like the highlight or anything so you know i'm gonna give it three drakes out of five Okay, three, three Drake's coffee cakes. Sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> that has nothing to do with this episode. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> those I love. I love Drake's coffee cakes. I hate the Drake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or right. how about this? I'll, I'll give it a, a three brownies from Willow out of five. Oh my god, no, that's more confusing. <laughs> there you Damn go. it. Right. Oh man. But you know what's not confusing? How freaking <laughs> awesome the Blast from Our Past podcast is. Oh. 
You're right, though. We are an amazing podcast. We're probably the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire ear holes, um, other than Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> but uh, if you like nostalgic movie, TV shows, albums, um, you know, top 10 reviews, whatever, John and I, John is my brother, we are talking all of that kind of stuff on the Blast from Our Past podcast. And we also do a trivia show called Throwback Trivia Takedown on the BFOP network that stands for Blast from Our Past because we have a network that talks a lot of nostalgic stuff because nostalgia is awesome. I think, Corey, you might even have another podcast on that network. I, I think I might actually have one. <laughs> and it might actually be the dark shadow the of dark Blast shadow. from Our Past. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, me and uh, our pal Zach, uh, we talk about cult movies from yeah, 70s, 80s, early 90s, and uh, all kinds of stuff ranging from Michael Mann's The Keep, which uh, just dropped mm -hmm. a... Well, okay, actually, you know what? You'll probably be hearing... Some Something else right about now um, but anyways all kinds of fun little cult movies and they are all enjoyable but one mm -hmm. thing that I would like to plug that should be I think happening right around now even though we're recording this early um, this week I believe is the BFOP Network uh, Kevin Smith retrospective that is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, or if it's not this week exactly, it's 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 around now. It's at the beginning of August, and uh, Blast from Our Past is covering Clerks and the Clerks cartoon and doing a re uh, uh, recasting of Clerks. Yeah. Uh, podcast after that dark. No one asked for. <laughs> They're fun though. We love them. Yeah. Uh, Podcast After Dark is doing Mallrats, and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion is doing Chasing Amy, and actually I'm on that one uh, as well, talking to Tess, and then uh, Why This cool. Film is doing Dogma, so we're having yeah. a full week of Kevin Smith retrospectives happening right around now, so if this is the beginning of August, then here it is. Yeah, really excited about that. Yeah. I know it kind of lands right around... Um, uh, Kevin Smith's birthday, and it's just kind of like a little thing. Yeah, he's got a lot of nostalgic value for a lot of people. He really so does. It's kind of cool to do those, yeah, and do those early works. Less nostalgic value of recent movies that I will say. I mean, I love Kevin Smith's podcasting. Kevin Smith as a filmmaker, someone who I haven't enjoyed as well recently. I mean, I, yeah. but I, I he, every movie he makes, I give it, I give it a shot. I give it the old college try. Yeah, I yeah, I'm with you. I, I've kind of. Well, I should say I've fallen out of love with current Kevin Smith, but because yeah. of our retrospective that we were doing, it made me re-fall in love with old go. or young Kevin Smith. And and dude, I'm like you know rewatching Chasing Amy, rewatching Mallrats, and I'm gonna rewatch uh, Clerks just for fun before I mm -hmm. listen to your episode. It's just like I'm like, oh man, this was such Kevin Smith was such a huge part of well, pretty much right around my high school time. Yeah, it was just perfect time for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm really glad we did it. I I, I love that we have this network wide crossover event happening. It's almost like when uh, in a comic book when there's like a, a crossover event that goes yeah. on or something, you know? Exactly. <laughs> cool. Like a Superman comic book. Yeah, exactly. Like a Superman comic book, which Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld would read. <laughs> he would appreciate that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, as usual, guys, uh, we're well, we're wrapping up season four. But if this is somehow yeah. the first episode episode that you're listening to and you're looking for seasons one two and three uh everything or actually one and two everything can be found on our patreon page and that's patreon.com slash cartwright and that's patreon.com slash cartwright and uh right. can you tell us adam how much how, how much it costs to get everything every episode ad free 100 percent for 100 percent 
ad-free. It costs 100 pennies <laughs> a month. That's it. 12 bucks a year. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I'd buy exactly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so everything's over there. All, all proceeds go towards uh, supporting the show, um, keeping the lights on, essentially. And uh, But we know that times are really wonky right now. And one free way to help uh, help us out is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that still seems to be the best place for reviews yeah. for right now. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people listen on Spotify, and I don't think Spotify has a way to do reviews yet. So, screw that. Instead, hop on over to, uh, I mean, still listen on Spotify <laughs> yeah. if you want. But if you have an Apple Podcast account, just hop on over there, give us that five star, say something to us, and we'll be like, thank you. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, guys, we're coming to the end of Season 4, so we have uh, oh, the pilot. One one episode left, man. Yep, we have the pilot, and one. then we're going to do our Season 4 wrap-up show. And then, per usual, we're going to take a week off just to regroup and have uh, a little bit of time to ourselves. And then it's going to be right into Season 5. So yep. hold on Very to exciting. your butts. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> And we'll see you guys next week with an extra long episode of The Pilot. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.